Welcome back. You are listening to the Restoring the Day show. I am your host, Susan Shannon. parenting has its own its own thing right Kate my friend Kate sure does <laughs> going on the podcast episode today we have had this question a lot and actually this is hilarious because even to record this episode you know typically I'm sending out you know there's a whole process you fill out the guest form <laughs> usually I have to I pitch it to you and then you come on and then I send you this whole email beforehand being like hey here's how this works here's my style of interviewing you know how what questions do you have and this one you literally like texted me and you were like we should do an episode on this together and I was like hell yeah um yeah. Well, how about next Monday <laughs> I'm like I'll pencil you in. <laughs> Here we are. And you text me this morning and you're like, wait, is there a video on for this? Because like, I was like, oh yeah. I'm uh, way more I was showing up not fully dressed and definitely not showered. So that almost happened. <laughs> That's which how we roll, Susan. How we roll, <laughs> which is perfect for this episode, I think, because mm -hmm. this is real life. We just make it work, don't mm -hmm. we, Kate? Mm -hmm. so very very realistic yes everybody listening this is my great friend kate from k and photo you are a phenomenal photographer here in the twin cities oh. area and you have been a friend of mine for we we figured it out probably about 12 years i think Crazy. 10 to 12 something like that yeah that ages us a little bit especially me <laughs> yeah, I guess a little bit. No. <laughs> oh gosh, 12 years. Yep, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. We met at a church actually that we were both attending at the time. Our sons, two of our kids went to preschool together. Adorable. And adorable, yes. Um, we have I have photos of them in their Halloween costumes that year. Or, oh my gosh. Or Packer jerseys too. Packer jerseys. Packer parties. <laughs> we're gonna right. lose some listeners from this <laughs> yeah okay everybody let's come clean Calm down. I've, I've converted at this point I would consider are my... you liking yes yes oh, well, well we can still be friends are you sure I think so we'll work through it oh uh, that's it was funny. straddling that borderline for far too long I think everybody saw it coming and finally I was just like you know what I'm committing to this win or we're lose crossed over the dark side <laughs> Ironically, I grew up in Minnesota and grew up a Viking fan, and I've converted to Packer fan, and you are the opposite, correct? <laughs> right? Like, you were grew up... Yes! Yes! Isn't that funny? That's so okay. funny. I didn't realize that you had also kind of done the border thing. Oh, yes. That's, That's crazy. life decision. <laughs> <laughs> it is a major life decision. I feel like oh, you have to yes. let everybody know. Like, okay. Defining moment. We're starting the podcast. How did we start it with Viking Packer? I do not know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. We won't talk about who won and lost yesterday. We won't, we won't talk about. Do you even know? <laughs> I do. No. I do. Okay. I, like, okay. I know. And I know that it was something else. It was quite the game. So, yes, I had some one certain 12 year old boy in my house crying. Oh. That's where I'll leave it. I'm like, Bless um, his these, this is part. for entertainment. When we're crying about it, 
to cross the line. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I could talk to you all day. Okay. So, friends listening, this episode is juicy and exciting because both Kate and I are well-versed in the art of solo parenting. And... Yes. We're pretty badass at it, I'd say. Oh, yeah. We should have t-shirts. Uh-huh. 100%. Pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know why we don't yet. We need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is juicy. All yes, right. Is. This is. And of course, everybody wants to know the big question. How do you balance it? Whether you're solo or not, whether you, you know, and I hope for many listeners, you have a very supportive partner and a great supportive support system in your life as well. But even if you don't, everybody is asking, you know, how do you balance it? How do you find that support system? How do you take care of yourself? We are going to chat about all of our, you know, tips and tricks and just stories. We're just going to be real with you and tell you there's, you know, not much of a science behind it. <laughs> no, it you. That's right. Exactly. But here we are. And I think that, you know, we were talking a little bit too about the the phases of parenting and how, how it shifts so much from, you know, if you're solo parenting when your kids are little, littler, you know, babies, yes. toddlers Very is different. a different scenario. And now, you know, solo parenting as they are um, older, Boy. you know, able to go to school, you know, it's not harder or better or easier mm-hmm. any way you, you mix it up. It's just different. I agree. I agree fully. Yeah, I think, I mean, and this is true if you have a partner or you're solo parenting or whatever it might be, but I think it is just exhausting, more physically exhausting when they're young, right? And you're getting up all night or if they're sick, it's it's on you, right? Yeah. Um, Versus now they're a little bit more independent. My kids age are six to 12. I have four kids. Um, and have been solo parenting for about five years. Um, so definitely gone through the different, the different phases and appreciating, I love babies and toddlers, but I'm appreciating this age, um, and just the ability to, yeah, send them to school for a few hours (laughs) and, and kind of be intentional about my time that they're not in the house. You know, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, yeah. But I want to interject really quick too and yeah. say that Kate and I specifically resonate with the term solo parenting because life has many ebbs and flows. And so, you know, we, uh, we both kind of have an understanding. We don't, single parent doesn't resonate because, you know, life ebbs and flows and changes and our relationships change, but it's, you know, and you have your co-parent there. So we don't always say single. We like to say solo because for the majority of the time you're on, you know, your own. I feel like for me, there was a time when I was separated for a really long time and I was solo parenting, but I also wasn't single parenting. Does that make sense? So for anybody listening out there, just like throwing that out there, maybe, maybe that's a word that you kind of like, oh yeah, that resonates more with me. You know, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but it really does. I like that. It makes sense. I like it. It's, uh, I think it's more applicable. Yes, absolutely. A little bit more flex, a little bit more flex room in there. Yeah. Um, And Kate, you have four. Four. And I have only two. And so, you know, that's, that has always blown my mind as well. How you manage that. Not only that, but two of yours are 
super close together. Yes, two are <laughs> seven months apart. Seven months apart. So, yep, uh, one is adopted, and <clears throat> as you know, I found out I was pregnant with the final and fourth, uh, the day my adopted daughter was born, and so seven months. So I had four kids in five years. Um, I don't remember some of those years very well. They're a blur. Yeah. That makes <laughs> sense. Deprived uh, years, but I wouldn't treat it, of course. They're amazing. It is crazy with four. I'm not going to lie. They're all getting into sports now. So the amount of activities and shuffling around is <laughs> insane. I think it's super good that I'm extroverted and I make friends well with the other team. Uh, <laughs> we definitely got to work together and coordinate well. And uh, that's a big help. But yeah, I think... I mean, choose a lot. So, you know, keeps you busy and you're pulled in a million different directions, right? Yes. In, in a lot of days, we're doing the job of two or more people, right? Yes. And even yes. during the pandemic, and we were a teacher too. So um, I think we wear so many hats as moms, period. And then you add in that solo parenting and we're we're adding in more hats and more roles and juggling even more. Yep. Ooh, actually, I have something to speak to about people's questions about balancing it all on that mm-hmm. note. Mm-hmm. When I felt like through <clears throat> the seasons of solo parenting, when things have gotten to the point where my nervous system is overloaded and there are too many things going on, those were, I called them brutal life edits. It was like no mercy, just slash things out of my life that are not top priority. Get them out. You know, even if I like them or, you know, if if they're contributing to my self-care, keep them, right? That's a priority. Um, So not like those types of things, but really if they were not serving kind of the highest good of all, they needed to go. Exactly. And I I think think I did those annually. It was like the brutal life edit slash slash the two-dose. I think yes. you and I, I, I'm a habitual overcommitter, always have been. <laughs> I'm very passionate about lots of things and that's a great thing, but I overcommit. And so I think being incredibly intentional uh, with your time, what you're doing, reassessing a lot every few weeks, every few months. And like you said, weeding out just because it is a good thing doesn't mean it's good right now in this mm. particular season of life. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think not letting that uh, define you, right? So it's okay if I, am I letting something go for a season? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think honestly too, owning that balance of I am capable, I am strong, I am able, but also I'm human. So I have limitations and that is okay. And accepting Mm -hmm. that um, and saying, I can't, I can't add this. You know, I, I always say I'm a recovering people pleaser. Yes. I spent my entire life pretty much just trying to live for other people and appease them and their needs. And what do you end up with? Very burnt out, exhausted, resentful heart. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think putting those, we talk a lot in culture now about boundaries, about self care, and thank goodness for that. Cause yeah. I was talked about much even 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but walking that out is different too than talking about it. 
So I'm still learning how to walk out self-care. I definitely am that personality where give until I, you know, can't give anymore. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, my cup's empty. I have nothing more to give. Why is that? Yeah. Uh, So carving that in, having people around you too, who say, hey, did you take 20 minutes for yourself today? Mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful because, and, and whether that's a network of other solo parents um, or, you know, siblings or whatever it might be, but people who know you really challenging you and saying, okay, you didn't go do that right now, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Because mm-hmm. um, that's all we have sometimes in that, but that makes the world a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so, so much. You've been, um, we've had just personal conversations around how much we've been learning around putting up boundaries around ourselves. And that's non-negotiable in our shoes, in, our, in anybody's shoes. It's non-negotiable for everyone, but for, I think, solo yeah. parenting, like big, big givers with big hearts, like you and I, we have to put boundaries up around our energy and where we spend our time oh, yeah. and where we give our love and all of this stuff just in it, in this tight, you know, I, even uh, so the first episode of season two, I know I came out and talked about how it's just like, you know what? And I didn't mention this particular phrase, but I remember that period of my life, my life felt like it was by invitation only Yes, come into my life. If I yes. really wanted you there. And that was like, again, one of those brutal life edits that was just so incredibly helpful to kind of re- reprioritize. Where's my energy? I think, well, I think that's so good because we both kind of have a similar past and what we grew up in. And I associated um, being a good Christian girl with letting everyone and anyone into my life. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that, that didn't go so well. I mean, <laughs> or or if there's, they're, you know, proclaiming that they are a faith or whatever it may be, that they're, they're automatically trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So both those things were very wrong. Yes. And I learned yes. them the hard way. Oh, uh, yes. So it's not mean to not let everyone in your life, right? It's not mean to have boundaries. That's necessary. It's healthy for everyone. Um, and so really just embracing that. And uh, yeah, like really being okay with saying, is this relationship uh, beneficial to myself, this person and the the kids, right? We're a gatekeeper in a way for the kids as a mom, as a solo parent too. So what I'm pouring into, even when I'm not with them, is really important to to how I'm going to show up when I am with them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a huge, huge topic. You know, almost a segue into that. So the last time, was that the last time? Therapy talks, aren't they the mm-hmm. best? Yes. You know, so we're sitting there, we're having our, our fabulous, our fabulous monthly conversation. And we were talking about how far I had come. And, mm-hmm. you know, anybody listening, you know, the term codependence, right? Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of, and I can speak about this freely because my ex-partner and I have a very good relationship, but he, he gets it. Um, but our um, we had kind of a codependent relationship and we had kind of started things out in this like, um, you know, conservative bubble where we didn't know how to put up these boundaries as well either. And we were young and we we're trying to figure all this out. <clears throat> and uh, so when we separated, 
some of that codependence then was then transferred to, you know, all of my attention went to my kids, mm-hmm. all of it. And so that was my sole identity, you know, almost creating like this, Ooh, this is, you know, check out this dynamic, maybe. You know, yeah. So thankfully, <laughs> thankfully I got into therapy right away because we are givers with big hearts and we love our kids with, you know, to the moon. And so, you know, all that love can get transferred, at least for me. And um, I remember my therapist was pointing out, you know, he said, it's taken, it's taken years, but here we are to the point where you are not just mom, you are also, and then naming off all these things, you know, you are also, you know, career oriented. You were also a fabulous partner. You were also an incredible friend. You were also a sister and a daughter and you were also fun loving and you were also, you know, naming off all the hobbies. You are also all these other things. And it's like, absolutely I am. (laughs) Yeah. And embracing that. I think too, I think um, when you go from marriage to divorce or, you know, singlehood or solo parenting, all of that, it is a little bit of, again, who am I? Who am I now? Yes. Because we, again, similar stories. You and I both got married very young. Um, and so you almost, you do kind of morph that codependence part. of So much of your identity is wrapped in, I am this person's wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so being able to, it's almost this beautiful, like, transformation and metamorphosis of, Wow, I get to figure out who I am, just what I love, what makes my soul come alive. Um, So it's really, there's a lot of grief in that at first, right? But then the second part of that is just beautiful, I think. Um, And I'm still finding, uh, finding who I, I mean, we will do that our whole lives, right? But who I am and, and what brings the most, what do I crave the most in my heart? deepest deepest parts of my heart and soul mm-hmm. what brings I crave peace a lot after you go through a lot right I think yeah. stability yes <laughs> peace and joy of course um and just whatever and that so much of that can be found for me within my faith but also within myself like I enjoy being hanging out with myself I never did that until in my 30s right like just a lot of solo time and being okay with that and, and really enjoying who I am as a human <laughs> and oh, not being word. afraid to say that, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to say that. Like I date myself and I love it. Like, you know, <laughs> I know right? Like I am the best. <laughs> adventurous and fun and like <laughs> and exploring what you skills and things can we do and that's another thing about solo parenting you learn um what you are capable of and it's far yeah. more than you probably thought right yep um and that's really cool sometimes it's stretching trying exhausting but um it's really amazing to look back and be like wow i did that mm-hmm. like i was able to persevere through that yeah um, and that's amazing yeah. And sometimes it's by grace in the skin of your teeth, but you do it, right? <laughs> That's right. Can I shed light on something actually? And I think you'll agree yeah. with me here, but a question that, you know, I get, I, I get asked relatively often is how, you know, in multiple ways, not always this way, but sometimes it's a very direct question. How are you so happy? And mm. 
And it's, it's, it's the question. It's, it's really just a, you know, you think that what we've been through might be one of the things that's, you know, it might be on the list of like, oh, worst nightmares. You know, I wouldn't ever want that for my life. And, you know, right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, okay. (laughs) That's like the big kahuna. I hope that it doesn't go Mm -hmm. down and this is over. And then I'm like, and that's like, becomes like, yeah. (laughs) But guess what? That happened. Yeah. But then you walked through it and you're like, well, that was awful, but also I survived it. And it and it sounds funny, but it's like, it wasn't that bad. You know, like, of course it was. <laughs> but, in the, in it, it's, it's, it's hell, right? It's it is hell. Traumatizing. Yep. It's yep. hard. It's grief. I think, I think I know where you're going with this. And I think it's that we both, we, again, we both embrace or we both say, Hey, what can I learn from this? How can I like, tr- and we appreciate it. Everything that's good that much more because we have experienced bad in different ways. Right. And I'm not saying villainizing anyone, but no, or vilifying whatever the word is. We aren't I made up a word. Um, you know what I was saying? Yeah. But um, I just think it allows us to really sit in the joy of uh, the simple joy of the day-to-day more. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm dying to ask you, what mm-hmm. do you do when you are like, you know what? I got a day to myself. You're kidless and mm-hmm. fancy free. You are, mm-hmm. you know, how, what are you doing to kind of like find those joys? Well, so I'm, I'm an adventurer. So for yeah. me, that's a lot of trying new things. So for a while, I, I went out right after my divorce or actually through the separation divorce, I went out and started CrossFit. That was uh, super, something I would never have done before, but I did have this time when I didn't have the kids. So being able to uh, stretch and grow in that way, that was so out of my comfort zone. I competed even in it for a little bit. It was pretty, pretty cool. And it just restored some confidence in I'm able to do new things, try new things, conquer new things. And even if I fail, you know, quote unquote fail, and I'm not the best of the best or didn't hit a goal. That's okay. I'm doing it. Right. So that, and then I think little things like, um, I want to learn how to watercolor. So I just bought some, (laughs) some watercolors and, and this winter when, when the kids aren't here or or we're all snuggled up in our winter Minnesota hibernation, (laughs) I'm going to try to learn another new skill. So for me that, and then connecting in nature, I think that's such a restorative thing for me, hiking, kayaking, paddle boarding, um, all of that. And um, I think meeting up with friends that are good for your soul, right? I can tell when I haven't done that. We can tell, we can gauge when we're not feeding our soul, it affects how we're parenting. And that's very common sense, but I think being able to be aware of that early on is is a skill we all have to develop, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. check in with ourselves, notice what we're not feeling is grounded or we're not uh we're pouring from an empty cup. Okay, how do I how do I do this? Yeah. And how do you refill? Yeah. Even communicating that with my kids now that they're older, they're even saying in fact, my oldest, I just went shopping and I bought something for myself. And he's like, wow, mom, 
Good for you. You yeah. never buy things for yourself. You should do that more. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And also, apparently, I need to work on some things because the 12 year old knows. <laughs> but um, I think just saying, like, hey, mom needs 20 minutes to work out or go for a walk. Yeah. And I will be better for you guys. And they see that and they know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. when they're that age, and that's modeling self-care. Yes. So then it's a win-win. It really, truly is. And I love, yeah, that relationship dynamic that that can happen is is a coachable moment. It is, you know, here's we're a team and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do this and we're all gonna contribute and mm-hmm. and have fun doing it. You and I are very similar mm-hmm. too. I think the one of the hugest things for me has been to get out also and just try a whole bunch of new things, you know, list of things yeah. that like that I just always wanted to either learn how to do or get better at or something like that. And like that has done wonders for my confidence as well. Yeah. And it's so important because then we do, we show up lighter and brighter and happier and more fulfilled every moment of the day, um, mm-hmm. the rest of the other days. And it can be something small. Um, oh, yeah. I think that, you know, too, at first, we need, we do, I don't think we can talk about solo parenting and ignore conversation topic of financial stressors as well either. Cause we oh, know yeah. that, you know, most people listening, if you have found yourself as a solo parent, that's a hot topic. Um, we're all wondering in, especially in today's day, how to make it work. And so at first, you know, it can feel really hard to, mm-hmm. if you have free time, oh, I need to be working. You know, and mm-hmm. I fell into that as well too. It was like I, I every waking hour, I felt like I needed to be bringing in something. I needed to be working. I needed to be, and then obviously we all know, you know, that's going to lead to burnout very, very oh, yeah. quickly. <laughs> well, I'm smiling as you're talking because I'm. This is one lesson I'm still uh, <laughs> yeah. learning because uh, absolutely the financial pressure stress. Uh, especially in this economy, things have gotten more expensive in the last few years, even. Yeah. So uh, just I, my go-to by nature is overwork. I can, yes. I'll just muscle my way through this. I'll yep. just, so I am working two jobs. Yeah. Uh, and we both are. <laughs> yes. And so it is, there are times, especially what, one of them is as a photographer. This is this is crazy season, right? For a few more weeks, everybody and their mom wants pictures <laughs> this month. Um, so with their mom, just, yeah, <laughs> with their mom, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's something I'm learning, I, and I think that brings me to, you know, we can embrace, we can celebrate the beauties of solo parenting. And like you were saying, but also acknowledge it is a lot there. It is a lot. And so if you have a solo parent friend or sibling in your life, what can you do? Like, I think being aware of what they are carrying on their shoulders day to day. Okay. We actually have a question that came in on social media about this one. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me pull it up because I want to make sure I read it word for word here. Okay. All right. So what are the biggest, what's the biggest way those around you can support you physically, mentally, et cetera. And I love this question because you and I both know that we get this question a lot. Like, what do you need? How can we help? Especially in the Mm -hmm. beginning, you know, it, it, 
as we develop a system that works for us, it gets, you know, it's different, but how, how can people support us? This is kind of like, does this question ever stun you and leave you going like, I have no idea. Yes. And it did more in the beginning. I think I'm a seasoned solo parent. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like exactly. um, There's, I have more. So I do feel like people are always there in crisis, right? Which is amazing and beautiful. And so there was a lot of practical needs met for me in the initial weeks and months. And maybe you experienced that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, asking specific questions like, um, like I'll, I'll be honest with people and say now, I, I feel like I'm kind of drowning right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like, so I'm just really honest about where I'm at. So a follow-up question would be, how can I help with, can I help with the kids? Is there, I think saying specifically, can I come watch your kids for an hour mm-hmm. and, and you go grocery shop without four kids or, yep. you know, whatever, something as simple as that. Um, and I did just have, I did, it's, it's partly us asking for help, right? We need to be able to ask for help. And I'm just finally getting to that. So I did take someone up on their offer. I needed help um, with watching three of the kids so I could take one of them somewhere special that we had planned. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be so hard for them. I thought I was putting them out so much that I'm a burden. I don't, right. We have that feeling like I don't want to be a burden to anyone. Yeah. And all they could say for days after texting was that was such a gift. I loved being there for your kids and getting to know them more and helping out. So I think it takes a village. We need the community. We need to humble ourselves yeah. and ask for specific help. And then I think for the person asking that question, that consistency, I think, um, you know, check in once a month. Yes. And, and just say, cause it's going to change, right? If I've had sick kids for three weeks, I'm probably not doing as well as I was prior to that. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like check in and say, and I also have had, I don't know if you've had people do this, but like I'm coming over and bringing a meal, Ooh, just doing it. Yeah. Because you and I are people who would be like, oh, no, 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 that's okay. You're busy enough or you have your own family. (laughs) So when they're like, hey, I'm bringing a meal. If you don't want it today, put it in the freezer. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's such a gift, right? Yes. Yes. Because it doesn't give you. I don't know. It doesn't give you that, that room to say, to make excuses and then not accept the the help, which we need. You nailed it. You nailed it. I think that the way, you know, people in our life, if they want to be there, the best way is to be specific and say, I am going to help you by dot, 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 you know? Yes. And so, yeah, being specific, like you gave great examples. I, you know, if you know, assuming the person asking is a trustworthy individual that gets along well with your children. Well, right. I will, <laughs> yes. I will watch you and I will watch for an hour. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, or yeah. yeah, I will bring you a meal. Or I always I tell people too, um, because also this is my personality, is like, let's go do something fun together. That's how you can help right. support me. You know, get me exactly. out of work mode. So let's go. Exactly. Yeah, like let's go stand up paddleboarding together. We should let's, do that for each other more, huh? We you and I, because we're I, such, I'm such a workaholic by nature. You can be too. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I know. And so it's like, Hey, we need to stop and go do something fun. I think that that's great. 
And in fact, technically, this whole episode is us working, but we're is. also using it as an excuse to hang out. <laughs> it is. Oh, gosh, we're pathetic. We only can hang out when we're working. <laughs> Actually, that is true, because the last time I saw you, I was photographing you guys. And then we interacted before that. You were designing a logo. Oh, gosh, we definitely need to carve some time out where we're not working. Where we're and... not allowed to talk about work. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a date. It's a deal. It's that's hilarious. Two workaholics walking to a bar. <laughs> it's like a joke. Okay. But really, right? you guys hang out. Well, here's all the things that we do. Oh, my word. That's like, a hilarious realization. That's actually a good topic, too. You don't always have to be productive. Preach. Right? Yes. I, my daughter just asked me, Mom, what's your favorite thing in the world? And I was like, snuggling with you guys mm-hmm. literally just being just being together and snuggling that's my favorite thing in the whole world my heart is the most full and at peace in that moment yeah yes 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 say it again and <laughs> we have to learn that don't we we have to like because the for the first i don't know it it takes it takes practice and super mm-hmm being super intentional as well to not have a million things going on because mental load is incredibly high as well. You're thinking Mm -hmm. about, do I have enough lunch meat in the fridge for tomorrow's lunches? I have no idea, like, you know, you know, what's for dinner tomorrow or, oh shoot, I forgot to send in those forms I was supposed to. Oh yeah. You have homework today. (laughs) I know. The calendar, I was looking at my calendar. There's like five to six things a day just for the kids. That's not even right talking about professionally, business-wise. So, and I will say, I think the balance of being very intentional, like we talked about, and organized, but also giving yourself grace to know, again, you're one human. Yeah. Right? There's only, and I even have to say to my kids sometimes, there's one of me and four of you. Mm -hmm. So we need to slow our role here. I do the same thing. Yes. I have two kids and you both need things. Right. I'm like, I can't hear all four of you talking about Um, I think one-on-one time too is really key. Even if it's 20 minutes with the kids, uh, I try to, like that weekend I have the kids, pick something for 20 minutes that just you and I do. And obviously the more kids you have, the more I think you need to be intentional about that, right? Because it doesn't just naturally happen. Um, But I think that's a little tip just so they feel connected in a a really deep way. And you can say, I usually will say, how's your heart? Mm. What are you feeling lately? Yeah. You know, um, and then they'll just talk for 20 minutes (laughs) and, and give them a voice. Like give when you have one parent and a bunch of kids or two or whatever it might be just letting them have that voice right mm-hmm. yeah because and just being that listening ear I think yeah I, I absolutely oh I told absolutely. you we would go into the weeds a little oh and that's what we're supposed to do I feel like for this episode <sighs> you know one of my big concerns um before you know when especially when we were separated it was kind of like this feeling this loss of I feel like we're going to miss out on these family moments. Like, you know, Mm. like how do I create a family with just me? It doesn't feel whole, which first of all was kind of a, that's not true. You know, that was something that I had been kind of conditioned with 
Families yeah. come in all shapes and sizes. Yes. Um, and something that I feel like just the past couple of years I've really felt and honed in on is this idea that you you create, you create oh, yeah. your own home ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And you you naturally develop these beautiful habits and ways of being. And my son will be sitting on the couch and you know, even if I have like late work that I'm finishing up, but we've just had dinner and maybe they're watching a show together, but we're all in the same room. Yes. And he's been audible before about just saying, these are my favorite nights, mom. Yes. You've got your music playing and like, it's okay. Like, like yes. we're just all together. I'm just playing my game and you're working and like sisters on the floor, coloring. These are my favorite moments, mom. And mm-hmm. it just is so beautiful because it reminds me that their expectations are <laughs> not as high yeah. as mine. <laughs> I might be well, looking for perfection. Isn't that true? Yeah. Isn't that true? Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. My kids too, they voice. I mean, it sounds cliche, but the simple things and the simple moments are even for them the best, right? And we try to like, I think because we're adventurers and we want to, we want our kids to experience all these beautiful things. And that's a great thing. But I'm also realizing, hey, it's uh, so an example, we usually go to an orchard, an apple orchard and do all these activities and it's this huge thing and it's expensive, right? And, yep. and whatever. And it's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this year we had the opportunity, your friend just has land with a ton of apple trees and she's like, hey, go ahead and pick whatever you want. We have tons extra. Oh, no. That was so sweet. That was probably some of the sweetest moments we've had. They all voiced it. Um, we just picked apples. There was no big games or activities or things. It was just being together and in being in that moment and not, yeah, we don't need to create such huge, we don't all need to go to Disney World, right? Like yeah. we live in a culture where we think, oh, our kids, we owe our kids to take them to Disney World. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. We owe them a life of love and safety and seeing, you know, giving them eyes to see that a simple walk in the woods can be magical. We -hmm. don't need to go to Disneyland. And again, none of those things by themselves are bad. Yep. But, and I think you hit it too. Like there is a grief you have to go through where this is how you thought your life would be with this person. And, and as a, like you said, as a family unit, guess what? We have this awesome opportunity. My kids have said, you know, multiple times, even recently, this is my favorite house we've ever lived, or this is, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I feel, I love that we do this. I just, I don't know about you, but just creating our own rhythms within our, our, with our kids. Yep. That's been magical. Um, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of love and nurturing and I don't know, just sitting in that is really beautiful. I think. And, And I keep using the word embrace, but and I have this sign right by my desk and it says, enjoy the little things for one day. You'll look back and realize they were the big things. And I just think that's really fitting. It is very fitting. Yes. On, I think it would be fun to also share with the listeners, like what our, what our daily routine is. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for some people it might sound a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> It's overwhelming when I say it out loud. I'm like, wow, no wonder I'm tired. Yes, exactly. Like, whoo, that is a lot. Oh, wow. my word. I've had, you know, I hate when people ask, 
like what what do you do or how do you you know what what is kind of like your routine I'm like you don't want to know really I mean all you yeah. need to know is that yeah. like it works for me right like <laughs> let me sh- I should we should could write a book on that alone right exactly here's um, the daily routine okay but no speed round super fun your you know how do you fit it in working and hey side note also it's the school year and this is different in the summer and I think that you know for yeah. this whether you are you know um, a co-parent a solo parent um, any kind of whatever your family looks like parenting during the summer if you have school age kids parenting during the school year different like school year is oh, like whew, okay I can fit in in you know, at yeah. least a seven hour work day right. um, so that makes a big difference and in the summer that's yeah. a little bit of a different story so maybe we can do another episode oh, in the gosh. summer but for right yeah. now <laughs> yes yeah, specific to tips of surviving summer as yes. A solo parent, yes yes uh, but yeah, I would say, of course, you hit the ground running early, right? And you just, for yep. me, we get, my kids are early risers. I don't have to wake any of them up. They're usually waking me up at like before six in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're a bright and early bunch. Um, so we, I sounded really Minnesotan right there. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's we'll make some hot dish. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. So anyway. Oh, um, we better get back on track there. On track. Okay. Let's do it. Oh gosh. Wow. So okay. make, make meals, right? Make the breakfast. Drop them all off. This year we're only at two different schools. So last year it was three, the year before that, four. So oh, good lord. Drop yeah. off and pickups were like a part-time job for me. Yep. Um I get back here. I'm trying to implement 20 minutes of self-care right away because otherwise it gets pushed back burner. So usually that's a walk or workout quick. And then I dive into one of both, one of either of my jobs, kind of go throughout the day for the next six hours um, between them. And again, photographer, and then I'm an executive assistant at a, a, a company in Plymouth. Um, and then pick them all up. Right. And then it's the rat race of feed dinner, go to two or three activities at least, uh, and carve in connecting time, which is really the most important. And as we get even busier and they get older, that is just something I think you have to fight. And that's just every family, right? The culture Mm -hmm. is one of glorifying busy. And I'm trying to uh, you know, encourage, we're trying to encourage our kids to follow their passions, but also, Hey, again, it's okay to just be connect, uh, rest. All those things are beautiful and should be celebrated too. Yes. And then, you know, homework, all of it. So, I mean, not different, just maybe a little bit more intense in, in that, uh, you know, how it is. It's all us right so mom I need this mom I need this mom I need this mom mm-hmm. that's just maybe a little more uh, yeah solo parenting yeah 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 exactly and you know I think too like I specifically am renting in a smaller space with just enough rooms so that I feel like I'm not like overwhelmed by oh and then there's a housework too but we also mm-hmm. I think this is fun to note it too we also both have pets we have dogs and so oh I'm, gosh we're <laughs> glad for punishment Those are our other kids. Yeah, I know. We're keeping. I told someone I'm keeping six 
human—it's not human. Six things alive. Because someone's like, "Oh, do you want a plant?" I'm like, "No, I love flowers and plants, but I'm already keeping six things alive by myself. That's enough. <laughs> the plant would die. Oh, something's gotta give." <laughs> That is hysterical and so funny. But like, yeah, in our daily routine, it's like, oh, yeah. And like, you know, scrubbing the toilet and then I got to go pick up dog poop and like all that too. Like, so let's not forget. (laughs) Oh, hey, I I definitely have encouraged my children to pick up the dog poop. If you want the dogs, that is your job. (laughs) I will say four kids seemed very hard when they were babies, but now we have an after dinner cleanup. I don't even clean up anymore, Susan. Isn't that great? Wow. They're like a well-oiled machine with all these children. These they just they know their job and they get it done. And and that and speaks awesome. to I, I, you mentioned it before, but you know this does speak to anybody who is kind of like new on this journey too. Like it it takes time and a lot of grace, but like it you know especially mm-hmm. if your kids are little, just really you know do that brutal mm-hmm. life edit right away yeah. really take care of yourself get some good quality therapy just get what you mm-hmm. need because that's the basis for then being able to be like i think we would both call ourselves seasoned solo parents at this point like we kind of have the routine mm-hmm. we know what works this is yeah. it's not like this it's not part of our identity um really truly it's it's we are all the things you know we are we are kids. Right. um and this is yes. just our life now exactly um yeah, so my, my routine is, is is similar, but I always joke. Um, I am still learning how to be an extroverted parent to introverted children. Um, so that's oh, <laughs> yes, that is. See, all four for four are extroverted here. I'm sometimes like, seriously, there's not one quiet, like calm kid in the bunch I have. Oh, how? Yes. We are a rowdy house at home, but I'm typically the yes. one like, you guys want to sign up for more activities? Like, you guys want to do more? Like, nah, <laughs> like, no, one's fine. Like, All right, cool. That might be a blessing. Yeah, I, I know. I realized this listening to you talk. <laughs> maybe I have, maybe that's a good thing. I shouldn't, I shouldn't push the activities. No. <laughs> but yeah. I'm it just is like, you just per person. Yeah. <laughs> one per person. Rain it in. Rain it in, guys. I know. I have to start no, I think early as well. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to start really early as well. You know, get that, get that mm-hmm. six to 8 a.m. shift in right away in the morning. If you can um, get ahead. And then by the time, you know, my kids to school starts a little later. So we have time, like feed everybody breakfast, get everybody's lunches, you know, mm-hmm. get that going. And then also it's very, very similar. I love the similarities that you and I have found work as well too, because then it's all right. After you drop them off, it is like, okay, I'm going to go for a solid 30 minute run. And that is my space. That is yes. my solace because yes. once that is done, I hit the ground running for the rest of my work day. And yes. then like, you know, three o'clock comes fast. Right. So it does. It's yeah. really, it's really fast. And to make I just sure looked at the time when you said that, like, whoa, oh. it's coming fast now. <laughs> it's coming fast. I know. It it's coming up. fast now. But yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, and then to be able to come back together in the afternoon and give, for me, it's it's about the extroverted parent with introverted children. It's about like, don't plan anything in the evening unless it's like imperative, you know, give them plenty of space. They just got done with a seven hour school day. Like they- Right, and they're- Unwind. They need to recharge at home. That's, yes. Yeah. Yes. Have the one-on-one time with them. And then to have your evening together is just so powerful. And then any activities on top of that, but it is, 
And then to make sure we're connecting with our loved ones every, every day. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think you said, cause you just said, give yourself grace when they're really little. And even now there are days, something's got to get right. We can't yep. do everything always be everything always. We yep. can't. So it's okay if you have a pile of laundry or, you know, the house, I don't dust sometimes for a long time, Susan. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Things are okay. The kids are alive all as well. <laughs> so, as you know, as a type A kind of, I like things pretty. I like things orderly. I have had to let that go, right? Yeah. Um, and real life is, I think, and I mentioned this before we started, but um, the more kids I had and then becoming a solo parent, just uh, there's so much less pretense. Like this is who I am mm-hmm. and I'm not perfect. And I embrace that I have so much to learn and that much of my life is a walking circus and that's okay. Like <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. And I also feel like I don't even think I was a particularly judgy person before, but definitely now it's like, oh gosh, I have no idea what that person is walking. Yeah. Right. Like after you've walked hard things, it's just different. That actually, it's great. I just had my face, my my brain just exploded. So (laughs) right now. Right now, I uh, like. I always love, like you know, I'm I'm a big music junkie, and that's one of my passions that I like. Just embrace. It keeps me, you know, one of the one of the things that keeps me the happiest version of myself. I'm really obsessed right now with the Rex, and if you guys have it, they're like indie pop rock. Oh man, I'm writing it down. Yeah, their newest album, Sonder, is. I didn't know what that word meant. But it's basically this like, this existential state of being that when you're walking about and living your life, you just know and understand that everyone else you're interacting with and that's walking around around you is also going mm-hmm. through just as equally a beautiful and as complex a story mm-hmm. as your own. And that's like yeah. what this word sonder yeah. means. And I was just like, oh, oh I didn't know that is. either. Right, and like, what I was thinking, like, Urban Dictionary because it rhymed or something. I'm not sure. But now, now that's, that's like my, my, word, but my new word. You I know? love that. Right. Thunder. So I think that's it's what we've developed. Stories too, right? Like you respect people's stories so much more when you've walked a complicated life and story. Yeah, uh, nothing surprises us anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> like hey. And you just realize you have something to learn from everyone, right? Like, yes, yep. I just think, oh wow, that's a, they're different than me. But I, what can I? How can I get to know them? And what what can they show me about this world that my finite perspective would have missed? Yes, yes. Oh, just I love it so much. Open, open to life, you know, yes. but grounded still. Like my faith has remained an anchor for me, but yes. it's just just different changed a little bit yeah when you go through yeah and then we get to we get to pass that on to our children as well too like no mm-hmm. matter what you go through nothing's going to surprise me or yes. shake this boat and i Amen. will understand it and be here for you yes my we have a saying the poor kids and i when life gets tough never give up 
And mm-hmm. we say that a lot to each other. And um, it's amazing how I've even seen as they get older, they're reminding me of that on a hard day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just full circle, you know? Um, and it's okay. I think embracing like the kids, all of our kids, our, our six kids collectively, mm-hmm. Susan, have all gone through a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Is it, is it what we plan necessarily for them or hoped? No, mm-hmm. but is it creating kids of character and depth and maturity and beauty in ways they maybe couldn't have been if they didn't go through it? Maybe, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So why am I tearing up about that? I know. <laughs> because we love them. Because they're yeah. alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And on mm-hmm. that note, Thank you all for listening. And I feel like we there's so many more questions. There's so many more aspects of this life that we can cover. We can come back and talk about it again. Um, but really, mm-hmm. I hope everyone's walking away with just, just one thing from our conversation that's like, I needed that. Or maybe it's just that I needed to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's okay that I feel like really messy right now. Yes, please walk away with that. Like, yes. <laughs> that is yes. a messy Absolutely. look sometimes. Yeah. but. Right. And, and I just want to say thank you for having me, Susan, and you are a beautiful, beautiful soul. And I, I'm just so stinking proud of you. And, and like, we're walking this road together and, you know, it's just, I'm proud of you. And I learn something from you every day that we, every time we interact. Oh, so likewise, likewise. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the other key. Actually, Mm -hmm. that is the other key find find people like that you know yeah. in your life especially. that is yes that's like the yes that's so that. crucial you're right you're yes right. how did we forget that no <laughs> well, we didn't now it's in there no right and i think for me too it was powerful i will be completely honest i've been invited to join divorced moms groups or whatever and i decline them mm-hmm. um for me personally that's not how i identify um, mm-hmm. and, and everyone is different and please, if you're listening and you have found, you know, great, great healing in that, right. I'm so happy. Awesome. Um, everyone is mm-hmm. different. Um, mm-hmm. for me personally, it was, it was like, you know, I'm going to find connection with these other parents, but also these parents that are like committed to the healing and like the growth yes. forward. And what are we excited about next? Yeah. What are we, you know, exactly. and how are we, you know, crying in these moments, but also we are learning from this and we are ready to go on oh. to the next thing and finding people. And you are one of those people and having those people is, it is key. So if you are listening yeah. as well, you know, that's a really good last word. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank, Thank you all so for listening. Much. Thank you, Kate. Mwah, 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 mwah. Yeah. And <laughs> cheers to all. Yay. Yay.